There are many references about Medicine Buddha online since the pandemic began. What is the Medicine Buddha? Where did it originate? Well, the Medicine Buddha uh, teachings that we have come from three different sutras. Uh, according to Trungpa Rinpoche, they are the 12 aspirations of the Medicine Buddha Sutra, which is the main source. Uh, the second one is called the Aspirations of the Eight Medicine Buddhas. And the third one is called the Mantras and Dharanis of the Medicine Buddha. So the source of these teachings is the Shakyamuni Buddha himself. And according to Lama Zopa, the 12 Aspirations of the Medicine Buddha Sutra, which, by the way, is a, a sort of shortened common title for this. The titles of sutras sometimes are very long, and just for convenience, they're shortened. So this is the shortened title. And according to Lama Zopa, this teaching was given by the Buddha at uh, Vaisali, India. And the teaching came about because Shakyamuni Buddha was asked by Manjushri, uh, who are the extraordinary Buddhas who made aspirations in the past? And so the Buddha taught the Medicine Buddha 12 aspirations in response to the question by Manjushri. So that is the actual source. Uh, Shakyamuni taught these Buddhas and then the lineages came down from him through Manjushri and there are several lineages uh, one of the main one was brought to Tibet by Atisha um, and then they've come down through various lineages into, until today How is the Medicine Buddha practice helpful or important during these times? Well, the Medicine Buddha's practice is very extensive and very beneficial at any time. Uh, it's particularly important now because we live in what's called a Kali Yuga, a dark age. So what that means is that the collective karma of this period of time is uh, diminishing. The good karma is diminishing. And so it's a, it's a considered a dark age right now. And I think if you look at the, <laughs> the evening news broadcast, you'll agree that these are very difficult times between one thing and another. Um, so the medicine Buddha practice obviously um, just by the name alone is is medicine for uh, curing and healing uh, health obstacles. Uh, health in a Buddha sense means not only your body but also your mind. So it's it's basically a healing practice on one level, but it's not limited at all. In fact, it's specifically stated that, that it's unlimited. So these 
uh, aspirations, the 12 aspirations of the medicine Buddha are aspiration prayers that were made before enlightenment. So Buddhas come from sentient beings. And while sentient beings, uh, during the practice, sentient beings make aspirations, uh, prayers, so to speak, which are then able to be actualized once that sentient being becomes enlightened as a Buddha, because one of the power, one of the many powers of a Buddha is called the power of prayer, which means that the prayers that were aspired to before enlightenment, after enlightenment, the Buddha has the power to actualize them. And so that, that's why this is particularly um, helpful now, because the supplication that we make in the Medicine Buddha practice uh, serves to activate the aspirations that were made before the Medicine Buddha was enlightened. Now, uh, the Medicine Buddha sometimes is depicted as a single Buddha, blue in color, but sometimes it's depicted, for example, in Tonkas, where there are eight medicine Buddhas, and these are sometimes referred to as the, the medicine brothers. Um, and so there's an expanded um, form of this practice where there are actually eight medicine Buddhas and eight aspirations. <laughs> In addition, um, the Shakyamuni Buddha is considered to be the ace of the Medicine Buddha brothers. So there are seven Medicine Buddhas and Shakyamuni making the eight Medicine Buddhas in the more expanded Tonkas. So there are actually, there's actually a long list of benefits that these aspirations bring about, including healing. For example, these days we have this pandemic raging so it's entirely entirely appropriate to do the medicine Buddha practice these days. And that's one of the reasons I think that you see a lot of these uh, medicine Buddha practices uh, appearing online now in various forms these days during the pandemic. Um, but we shouldn't think that the, the benefits are just limited to physical healing. Does it also help to heal the planet? Yes, it, it does. And perhaps uh, it would be useful to just quickly run through the um, aspirations. Now, the aspirations are kind of long, so I'll just do sort of a summary of them. Uh, the Mesim Buddha practice is very powerful and it it merely uh, takes seeing the image or hearing the name medicine Buddha or hearing the mantra of medicine Buddha for the effects uh, to be actualized and that's part of what makes this such a powerful practice but to just go through the list of the aspirations uh, the first medicine Buddha aspiration, uh, is that just that by merely by seeing an image of the medicine Buddha, it 
eventually leads one to become the medicine Buddha. How fast that happens depends upon your devotion and your faith. But it's a tremendous benefit just to even see the image. The second aspiration um, is that the body of the medicine Buddha will be brilliant and lustrous like a jewel of lapis lazuli. So the medicine Buddha is sometimes referred to as the, the light of lapis lazuli. So the, the quality of the light that emanates from the uh, medicine Buddha is said to be uh, very luminous and very stainless and pleasing and glorious and majestic in every way. And that uh, any sentient beings who sees this light will be benefited from, from just seeing the light. Um, it's, it's like a, a seed is planted and later on when that seed ripens, the, the sentient being becomes inspired to correct action later on. And then gradually the sentient being grows in method and wisdom. So that's the second one. Uh, the third one is that um, the aspiration was or is that upon enlightenment um, through method and wisdom, the medicine Buddha will be able to bring about prosperity for all beings. And it's said that poverty is really common in the human realm and there's two kinds of poverty. Being poor is one, but the second one is thinking that we are poor. And so that second one can create sort of a increasing ambition. And the person is sort of in a constant struggle, regardless of how much they have, they, they feel like they're poor. So the first and the second aspirations are long-term in, in terms of their, their, result but the third one is more immediate it's not actually instant but it does make a difference so it's important to to think of this as a very useful and practical practice to do so the fourth aspiration is that the medicine buddha would uh, will be able to extricate sentient beings from a wrong path and put them on the right path so that happens through the actual form of the medicine Buddha, but also also through the sutras and the teachings that, that's the speech of the medicine Buddha. And also bless, by the blessing of the physical places uh, where the Buddha lived during his, his life. For example, Bodh Gaya and other holy places. So they become blessed. Uh, by the medicine Buddha and that blessing helps the sentient beings to be uh, put on the right or correct path. And so that's uh, sort of the first uh, aspiration of the fourth. <laughs> the second aspiration is the fourth that um, our hearts would be able to enter into the Mahayana path and become enlightened. The fifth aspiration that is uh, 
upon enlightenment, uh, the Buddha would be able to inspire morality in sentient beings. And that has two parts, to maintain morality. And the second part is to purify it when it's been broken. The sixth aspiration is to bless all beings who are disabled or sick. Sick, of course, has many different aspects, not only body, but emotion and mind and so on. The seventh aspiration uh, is similar in that the blessing is for the very sick and the poor and the helpless, and that that blessing would uh, actualize just by hearing the name of the Medicine Buddha. So just saying the name of the Medicine Buddha or the mantra even to animals, has a very beneficial effect. Uh, mainly, it prevents rebirth in the lower realms. Uh, the eighth aspiration is to bless those who are discriminated against in, in any way. So there's many different kinds of discrimination race and gender and so on and so all of those would be um, all of those beings would be helped by the blessing uh, the ninth aspiration is to free beings from wrong views uh, and that has two parts to avoid adopting wrong views um, but also the second part is to avoid doubt about the correct views and the reason this is important, of course, is the correct view leads to correct conduct. Uh, the 10th the aspiration is to bless uh, anyone who is, any being who is being persecuted. Uh, and it also includes prisoners who have repented, victims of natural disasters, uh, beings who have been abused in any way and also the fear of all these things. And by extension, this includes the suffer all of the suffering in samsara. The 11th aspiration is to help free beings from the lack of necessities in their life, and also to help beings who have committed crimes in order to obtain food. And by extension, this gives the blessings of the delightful taste of dharma. So food for a sentient being is not just food physical, you know, for the physical body, but it's also spiritual food, the dharma. So it's it also includes the giving the blessing of the dharma. And the twelfth one is to help uh, any being who is suffering from actual poverty and also to help any being that's being tortured by insects or a lack of clothing. And so it, this uh, is to provide for short-term needs, so immediate needs. The bottom line of all these aspirations is to put people in put beings in contact with the Dharma. Uh, in addition, now those are sort of the specific uh, aspirations that are listed in the sutra, but it's further 
taught that there are additional benefits from recalling the name of the medicine Buddha and making supplication. So uh, some of these additional benefits are that stingy people will develop generosity. Immoral people, highly immoral people will develop morality. And even we who have become interested in the Dharma at some point have received the blessing of the medicine Buddha. Otherwise, we wouldn't be interested in the Dharma. So we can actually see the results in our own lives. Um, additional benefits that the medicine Buddha practice uh, grants are that it helps beings who are intensely jealous and competitive to have a change of attitude from that and be free from that limiting attitude. Uh, it also pacifies contentious people, people who like to argue all the time. Uh, it uh, benefits people who are practicing black magic or curses, and those kinds of things. And it also helps their victims. Uh, another benefit is that uh, it helps those who sincerely practice and it helps them keep their morality. And the result of that is to be born in Abhitabha's, Amitabha's pure realm of Sukhavati or some other similar fortunate rebirth. So it helps us not only in this life, but in future rebirths. And the medicine Buddha is to be venerated, but also, the sutra itself is to be venerated. So, for example, I have a copy of the Medicine Buddha Sutra on my altar so that when I do prostrations or venerations towards the altar, I'm doing it towards the sutra itself. And when that practice is done, the entire region where that veneration happens <laughs> will be blessed and protected. So that's an environmental protection, so to speak. Um, there is a specific medicine Buddha practice which involves circumambulation with correct motivation. And if that practice is done, uh, your own wishes will be accomplished. So for example, if you want longevity or progeny or wealth, our success in business or in school, having school be easier, <laughs> uh, freedom from nightmares, inauspicious signs, bad luck, anxiety, depression, danger from fire, water, weapons, poison, accidents, wild animals, poisonous insects, war, robbery, broken vows, or a difficult childbirth can all of those things, all of those benefits can be accomplished through the Medicine Buddha circumambulation practice. Um, it, it also includes, uh, a, the Medicine Buddha practice also includes a special aspiration for uh, health problems that women um, are confronted with. For example, 
uh, difficult or dangerous childbirth. And uh, it's important to have faith, of course, and devotion. But uh, even if someone initially doubts all this, uh, it, that's okay. Because in this particular practice, um, just hearing the name or seeing the image or, or hearing the mantra has the effect that even doubtful people eventually will believe into it. The medicine Buddhist practice, according to Lama Zopa, is especially important for a person who has just died. And it's important, according to Lama Zopa, to immediately start reciting and supplicating the, the medicine Buddha and the, doing the practices. And according to him, that should be done immediately, even before Powa is done. Poa being transference of con uh, consciousness. So it has it is said specifically that the medicine Buddha practice helps the entire country where the practice is done. So sickness, war, spirits, disaster, epidemics, civil strife, all of those things are averted through this practice. In addition, <laughs> the the sutra talks about how when the Buddha gave this practice in India, afterwards the 12 Yaksha chiefs came forward and made a pledge to the Medicine Buddha to not harm Medicine Buddha practitioners and to help them specifically where the practitioners are. So that's another reference to the actual environment or country being benefited and protected and after the 12 yaksha chiefs made that pledge the four great kings the four great directional kings came forward and made the same pledge to the medicine buddha to help medicine buddha practitioners so the regular supplication of medicine buddha protects you but the supplication success depends on devotion so what do we mean by devotion? By devotion, we mean a combination of enthusiasm and respect. So respect means recognition of the extraordinary qualities of this practice. So those are sort of the two components that go together that make up devotion. And the success of the practice depends on your devotion. So when a, when a practitioner makes the supplication or when they do the medicine buddha practice and they uh, request the medicine buddha blessing um, that comes about from a combination of the supplication plus the power of the medicine buddha aspiration so when the supplication and the aspirations meet that's when you have these uh, so-called coincidences you have dramatic healings or dramatic changes in some way and and that's what the blessing is it's a result of the supplication and the aspiration so that's sort of the mechanics of how it happens and what we call coincidence is is really the result of these two things uh, i think anybody who does this practice a lot has seen those so-called coincidences 
in addition to all this, Lama Zopa says that medicine Buddha practice purifies broken vows. Um, so that's why it's important to do this practice regularly to purify broken vows regularly because vows are broken regularly. Uh, Lama Zopa says that the practice also purifies negative karma. So you can purify past karma from it. And he says that it's this practice is very powerful for success. So we shouldn't just think, think that it's for healing, but it's for any purpose or any problem, anything he said. So for example, he gives the example, if you have a court case, or if you want to stop a war or violence, or if you want business success, or to have a successful birth, it's good for any of those kinds of success. But the main success is wisdom, bodhicitta, guru devotion, and benefiting sentient beings. So in other words, spiritual success. Another thing Lama Zopa said is that when times degenerate, like now we're in a degenerate age, the dark age, when the times degenerate, the medicine Buddha power actually increases. So it's a very easy practice to do. You can do it. You can say the name or the mantra to an animal or an insect, and they will no longer have a lower re rebirth. So it's, it's a very easy but powerful and important practice to do. In addition, the what are called the medicine tantras, uh, they also contain medicine Buddha practices specifically for healing. Uh, so that's another source and another way to practice medicine Buddha is to do the medicine Buddha healing practices. In addition, uh, Lama Zopa says that reciting the medicine Buddha medicine buddha mantra is the same as reciting all of the buddha's mantras so it's a very concise practice um if you want we can maybe talk about the practices a little bit um uh, but for now i'll just stop and see if that answers your question yes i can certainly see better the extent of the medicine buddha's blessings and especially for these times. Can you talk more about the practice? Yeah, the practice is, is it's an interesting practice because it's normally practices are either sutra or tantra, uh, but in this case, it's a mix. So we've, we've already noted the sutra, the scriptural sources for the practice, the three sutras, uh, which are the, the Buddha's, words sutras are the buddha's words so in that sense it has roots in the sutra but the actual sadhanas and there are many different medicine buddha sadhanas but they involve tantric techniques for example visualization so it's it's actually a mix between sutra and tantra the practices are so uh, if one has not received the actual medicine Buddha lineage empowerment, 
uh, one is not able to visualize oneself as Medicine Buddha, but one can do the practice and visualize Medicine Buddha in front of one, above one, and in front of one. And so it can be practiced without the empowerment in that way. If one actually has the empowerment of Medicine Buddha, one can visualize oneself as Medicine Buddha and do the practice, which is a tantric form of practice to visualize yourself as the deity, and that is authorized by the empowerment. So the, there are many different practices that can be done in different uh, ways, depending upon your authorization. Um, that refers to the sadhanas. Uh, in terms of doing the Medicine Buddha healing practices, there's a lot of different ways of doing it. Uh, you can, if you are in physical proximity of the person that you want to heal, you can actually put your hands on them and say the Medicine Buddha mantra and give them the blessings directly. However, it's also possible to do distance healing. So in that case, you visualize the Medicine Buddha light. Remember, the light is a very important aspect of this practice. The lapis lazuli, the blue light, the dark blue light. Uh, you can visualize the light going to the person that needs to be healed. Now, as well, when the light arrives, and you can also do this for yourself if you want to do self-healing, but when the light arrives to the person to be healed, uh, the light, when it hits the body of the person, it actually, you visualize it turning into a kind of liquid, kind of like a nectar, liquid. The light turns into liquid and it enters into the body and into the part of the body that needs to be healed. So for example, if you have say, a problem with your, I don't know, your liver, the light enters the liver in the form of liquid and the, the medicine Buddha breaks into many, many little tiny medicine Buddhas in the liver that goes into the liver and it has this kind of nectar quality to it. It's sort of liquid quality and so the Buddha's in a sense, take like a liquid form and they go into the organ and they do the healing in that way. So you can visualize that. That is one of the specific uh, healing practices. In addition, you can bless any kind of medicine or vitamins or any kind of healing substance that you're going to, to take, to consume. Before you take it, you can bless it with the Medicine Buddha Mantra uh, the, there are actually three Medicine Buddha mantras. There's what we call the, the short one, Om Begatze Begatze Maha Begatze Ranza Samogate Soha. And then there's the longer one, which is several lines longer. And then there's the Drani, which is really long. Um, but you can do even just the, the short mantra and bless 
your medicine. You can also bless your food. You can bless anything that you consume, water, liquid, drink. Um, but it increases the power of whatever medicine that you're taking. Interestingly, during the, during the sutra, uh, one of the disciples of the Buddha asked the Buddha, he said, well, does this mean that we should, we have this medicine Buddha practices, does this mean we should never take medicine again? And he said, no, 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 you go ahead and you take your medicine, you take whatever treatment or medicine you need to do for your health, but you uh, empower it with the mantra, which makes it more effective. So that was a very clear statement about how to use the practice for healing. There's also other, other healing practices too. Well, this sounds very useful and, um, and easy to do. Could you repeat again the short Medicine Buddha mantra for us? Om Begatze Begatze Maha Begatze Ranza Samogati Soha. It's basically a mantra which is uh, saying the various names of the Medicine Buddha and praising him. That's a sort of rough translation of it. That's that's basically what you're what you're saying. But the important part isn't the translation of it. The important part is the the power of the mantra itself and the recitation of it. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the Medicine Buddha? Well, just that Lama Zopa said that. Uh, the, the devas or the gods will assist anybody who practices or diffuses the medicine Buddha practice. So it seems that this is a very important practice for this time that we live in, the, the degenerate age, rampant with a pandemic, with all kinds of strife. <laughs> and poverty, and also poverty of spirituality. So um, have faith and devotion and do the practice. And the results don't always come immediately in the way that we want them to. But remember, the long-term result is enlightenment. And that will always be there for the practitioners and those that are fortunate enough to hear the name and mantra of the medicine Buddha. Thank you, Nakba Chopo. You're welcome. Dedicate the merit to the benefit of all beings. So.